what do you do for a living? And if you say doctor, I'm gonna fuck myself, all right? You're not a doctor, right? Fuck me. What the fuck is your last, what's your, your last, are you fucking kidding me? Your last name is fucking Ho? Fuck you hoes, all right? Fuck the hoes. Someone in the back is fucking with me right now. Cause there's hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. And my real life wife ho is in the fucking back. This is like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a bizarro ho universe. I don't know what's going. Your, your last name is also Ho? Are you, are you Vietnamese? Oh good, thank God, okay. All right, it, well, I wasn't a complete setup. What, what nationality are you? Singaporean. Singaporean! Yeah. Crazy rich Asians in the motherfucker. Fucking crazy rich Asians fans? Singapore? Fuck, hey man. Thank you, man. Crazy Rich Asians, or as we call it, Yellow Panther. Now. Or Golden Retriever, I'll think of, I'll figure out the animal. Yellow Kitty, not too on the nose. Now, my God. Fucking Vietnamese, I tell you, the, this, the way they talk is just a little bit, a little fayish, little dandyish. That's how I am, am I? You know what I'm saying, right? Vietnamese is Koreans on weed. That's all I'm saying, okay? You always go, you just human? That's all I'm talking about. Come on. Come on. And that is how I came up with Chow. Now. That's how I'm talking about. I actually would sprinkle in Vietnamese just to make my wife laugh in the movie. In the first Hangover, when we release Black Doug, that's all Vietnamese where I, I say, Gachik! That, that means like, they thought it means release Black Doug. It actually means in Vietnamese, chicken die. So it was like, I literally was doing stuff to make the hoe laugh, so. And it's equal opportunity hoes. You can laugh at that joke too. My first movie, I actually booked this while working at Kaiser, was Knocked Up. That was directed by Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen. Thank you. First movie I ever did. And I shot that shit while still having my day job. I shot that during a vacation week because I'm a good fucking Asian. You know what I mean? I'm responsible. And it was the most creatively fulfilling experience of my life at that time because I got to work with everybody. Anybody who's anybody is in that movie, dude. You had Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, Jonah Hill, Jason Segel, Martin Starr of Silicon Valley, Craig Robinson, Charlene Yee. You had like Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. It was the Avengers of comedy. That's what that shit was. 
And I swear to God, my first time, I shot, my last day of filming, it was such a dream. Judd Apatow said to me, he goes, you're my discovery. You did such a great job. I'm going to put you in all of my movies. And he did. So I would not be here if it wasn't for Judd. And then the next day I had to work at Kaiser. You know what I mean? I mean, that's how I came up with the Chow Jizz Toss, Kaiser. <laughs> Toodaloo, hopes and dreams, you know? Like, can you imagine having a moment like that? Doing a Judd Apatow film and going back to your day job, thinking that you're stuck. The next day, I could not stop thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe, I know I'm playing it safe, but maybe it's time for this college kid to turn pro. You know what I mean? Maybe I gotta fucking, I gotta rethink my life. Maybe I got, maybe this is a time for me to pursue acting full time. But, you know, look at me. I know I look like a, like a fucking double-chinned Asian Mr. Burns with bad posture, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this is time for me. Maybe this is a sign. By the way, I'm thinking all this while 50 patients are waiting for me. Not a good look. And my nurse is desperately trying to get me to focus. She goes, Dr. Jung, uh, you have a patient in room two waiting for him. I was like, well, nurse, you have a doctor who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just did a movie, Carol. Just did a movie, man. You don't get it. And believe it or not, I quit my day job the next day. True story. Oh, I was scared, man. I was fucking scared because I didn't have any family support. Like, my strict traditional Korean dad who wanted me to be a doctor before I was born, no, he was severely bumping on this shit, dude. He, he was just like, he cursing me out in Korean, you, you bring great shit to Chung family. And then after the hangover, we are so proud. I knew you make it, boy. I knew you make it. I believe in you. So proud of your tiny ding dong. So proud. <laughs> the smaller the penis, the bigger the box office. <laughs> oh, thanks, Papa. Great phrase. Okay. And yes, for those of you wondering, in the hangover, yes, that was real in the trunk. I'm a grower, not a shower, all right? It was cold, I swear, all right? It was cold outside, all right? But I'm secure about it. It's how the pencil writes, bitch. It's how it writes. Mine can write in cursive. In cursive. Oh my God, calligraphy. Calligraphy. Konnichiwa, bitch. I tell you, man, to be hangover rich and famous as an Asian kid, man, Asian parents, they don't know how to govern that, you know? My dad went from father to freeloader just like that, you know? <laughs> as a kid, he was like, you better get me good grades. After the hangover, you better get me S-class Mercedes. <laughs> because E-class, that's what fucking farmers. Okay, Papa, good. Dude, I would not be here if it wasn't for the fucking hangover. Mr. Chow is the best character I've ever played. It's the funniest character ever. It put me on the map. Dude, Leslie Chow. 
I mean, it has brought me so much joy. The hangover is the best, best thing ever to happen, not only in my career, but my fucking life, which I don't, that's why I don't mind getting recognized from Mr. Chow wherever I go. Literally, if anyone asks for a photo or a selfie, I'm always nice about it. If you look on Twitter, I'm always nice doing like Mr. Chow stuff because I'm dead inside now. <laughs> you guys want to hear some hangover stories? I'll try. I live in Los Angeles, the rich part, and I'll tell you. I'm not going to tell you where, bitch. I'm not going to tell you I live in Calabasas. Now, don't worry, I can say it. It's a gated community. It's fine. You ain't getting in. It's fine. You ain't getting in. Wells Fargo ATM withdrawing some cash. A lot of cash. <laughs> and, th and this middle-aged white guy, this like motherfucking guy with a bald head, no offense, dude. I'm just like, yeah, just, hey, I'm sorry. Oh my God, Dennis, get a load of this guy. Oh my God, that's fucking Locke from Lost over there. Oh my God, he's got the secret to the hatch. Look at that guy, fucking Lost. Oh my God. He's like an ugly lock from Lost, and I'm an ugly Daniel Day Kim, so it all works out fine. Daniel Day Chins, maybe. And this fucking white hoe-looking motherfucker is looking at me from a sedan with the window half cracked open. True story, he's staring at me, and I'm withdrawing some cash. Staring at me, withdrawing some cash. Staring at me, withdrawing some cash. The light turns green so he can go, to the little motherfucker! Every fucking day, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was on a plane promoting Hangover 2, first class, and... Uh, <laughs> true story, there's a person in the back of the plane, and there's concerns he may have had a stroke. He had some vertigo, he had some dizziness, some weakness, a little bit of slurred speech, and the flight attendant was understandably panicked, going, is there a doctor in the plane? Is there a doctor in the plane? So, you know, I raised my hand, I was like, well, I, um... Well, it's, well, it's complicated, but... Uh, <laughs> but I used to be a doctor. <laughs> she was like, ha, sit down, chow, Jesus. Catch that, Phyllis? Mm. Everyone's laughing at me on the plane. Dude, every, even the strokey in the back of the plane, uh, you know, making a bubble with his drool or something. But I was promoting Hangover 2, which actually I think is my favorite Hangover movie because it was most beautiful. The cinematography was absolutely amazing in Bangkok, Thailand. Anyone from Thailand? Anyone? Oh, really? Yeah. You're Thai. That's awesome. Where are you from? Bangkok. Bangkok. <laughs> wow, you look so cute. Look. Okay, Nathan, get, get a shot of him, man. Look at that. You know what I call this? You know what I call this? Son of Chow. He looks amazing. <laughs> shit boy what's your name man Mike Mike that's all what's your last name you're not Thai 
You're Jewish. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Tran? Do you think that's legit? I don't know. You're kind of my wife now. I don't know. Why do I feel like the Asians are getting back at me for some reason? to get off on a fucking tangent dude this is not even related but you know what i got so much shit from the asian community man for the first hangover that was controversial at that time like 10 years ago because seriously i fucking asian haters dude dude asian haters on the internet they're the fucking worst dude white trolls are bad but asian trolls they're the stickiest dude no no for real this is this is a real comment i'm not making this up this is a real comment from, this is a real comment from someone on Reddit and it's still up there, all right? You can look it up. Ken, if I ever see you in public, I will choke you within a few seconds from death with my bare hands. Fuck you, you piece of shit, do anything for a dollar whore. And that was my mom, all right? These fucking Asian haters, man, they hate themselves, dude. They fucking hated the fact I had a thick accent and I had a small penis. Dude, I was born with that shit. That's not a stereotype, that's fucking real to me. How are they mad and they want me to apologize for that, my real? What do I say, me so sorry? I don't know what to say. My God, dude. I, got, I get so much shit from The Hangover. I did a lot of social justice in The Hangover. I was a social justice warrior in that shit. Think about that. I jumped out of a trunk and beat up the white man three times, all right? I should be the fucking Malcolm X in my community. Not Yellow Urkel, all right? Dude, they're Asian teenage boys that actually blame me. They think they can't get laid by white women because somehow my small dick has scared the white chick away. People say that about me. Dude, stop rejecting this papa shit, dude. Maybe, maybe you're too bold like your father and never satisfied like your mother, and that bitch is when does cry, okay? I love shooting in Bangkok. We were there for two months. I went with my wife and we were there. Remember that, sweetie? I went with my wife. It's good times, right? And in the photo credits at the end, when you're looking at the Forgotten Night, there's a stripper, a nude stripper that has a ping pong ball. I, mean, I don't know if you remember that scene. She has a ping pong ball and she's putting that up her hooch and it's coming out like she's a Serena Williams of pussy pong. It was a sight to behold, like boom, boom. Boom! And I'm not even kidding, on the first take, it hit Bradley Cooper in the mouth. I'm not even kidding. That is gospel. And then stupid me, I'm going, ha ha, syphilis, hot boy, you know. Because that's what I do, you know what I mean? That's what I do. But my whole point is, a lot of people are asking, like, you know, do you have to do, have to do medicine on a movie set in a, in a comedy club or anything? A com all the fucking time. I always have, dude, so many times I go into doctor mode. It's like Godfather 3. Just when I think I'm out, they put me back in, you know? <laughs> Everywhere. Like, even recently, I was at a club in Phoenix. I don't know if you heard about this. A lady in the third row had a seizure in one of my stand-up shows. It wasn't because of a bad joke. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
But TMZ reported this, and my publicist didn't let me talk about it, which I didn't. But this, I want you to hear for the first time on Netflix, me talk about it in my own words, all right? I'm making fun of people like I knew, normally do in my act. I have hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. So I'm doing my shtick, like Asian Don Rickles. And there's this lady... <laughs> The lady in the third row, and she was like, Mr. Chow, Mr. Chow. I'm like, calm down, bitches. I'll get to you. It'll be fine. And they're like, no, no, someone passed out. And the lady fell down off her chair, and she was just completely out. And I dropped the mic, and I rushed over there and went into doctor mode. And it was the most surreal, sublime experience ever because I'm no longer a comedian. I'm a doctor. And the whole comedy club, we're no longer like a comedy club audience. We're like an ER of, like, nurses and aides trying to help her out. It was so fucking amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, like, look, oh, my God, I, have to, I may have to do CPR on this person. And I have to assess, like, the ABCs before you do CPR. You know, airway, breathing, circulation, not always be closing. It's a different thing. <laughs> and I actually, if you go on YouTube, I have done work with the American Heart Association teaching medical students and nurses how to do hands-only <coughs> compression CPR. You don't have to do mouth-to-mouth -mouth anymore. So it's true. This is a medical fact. I have two medical facts, all right? Number one, Number one medical fact, like, look, if you're ever in the position where, unfortunately, you may have to do CPR, you do chest compressions to the beat of staying alive, all right? It's like, ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. It's true. And I'm thinking to myself, am I going to have to BG this bitch? I don't know. And then fortunately, I did not have to. She got up quickly. She had what they call a petite mal seizure. She's on medication. She had a history of epilepsy. By the way, she allowed me to tell this story. Her name is Christy. I actually flew her out to one of my shows in New York. She is doing fine. So everything, happy ending alert. Everything is good. But when we sat her up, we actually interviewed, did a mental status exam with an audience member who happened to be a paramedic and we're asking her questions because she's a little bit confused after the seizure. She's like, what's your name? Christy, where are you? Phoenix, who are you here to see? And then she turns and looks at me and then she vomits. So it's a normal response. <laughs> and within minutes, the paramedics take care of her and she's fine. My whole point is, if, if you don't like any of my shit, you don't have to have a fucking seizure and a fucking... <laughs> Why you just walk out, bitch? I already got paid. I already got the check. And you know what? That's not even my worst seizure tale, all right? Dude, I did Ride Along 2 with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. And, I, and we were shooting in a nightclub in Atlanta, 400 background actors in a nightclub, and a person has a severe generalized tonic-clonic seizure, and the whole nightclub clears out, and so I'm running towards a patient, and Ice Cube, who is the baddest motherfucker on the planet, he is amazing. Dude, he's fucking running towards a patient, too. We're like two outfielders going for the same ball, you know what I mean? And I tell you, he's taking out a belt. I'm like, whoa, 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 you don't whip the patient, dude. No, I don't know him. I'm more of a Reba McIntyre fan. And he's right, running out to the patient. And then like he gets to him before I do. He puts the belt around the patient's mouth so he wouldn't choke on his tongue. Ice Cube, not me, saved the patient's life. It was amazing. Just a shout out to Cube. And to make small talk, I was like, so Ice Cube, I, I guess I... I guess that was a good day. 
while Kevin Hart ran away. I'm not even getting, oh my God, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, oh my God, Snap, crack the puck, I gotta get out of the fuck, I gotta get the fuck out of here, get it, get it, I gotta calm down, you snappy midget, everything is fine, everything. And by the way, it was Kevin Hart who actually got me into doing stand-up again in the first place. No joke, yes. Shout out to Kevin. He's one of my dear friends. And he's one of my favorite guys in comedy because he's the only one shorter than me. Now, he literally would give me advice. I love, I mean, Kevin, literally every day on Ride Along too, he would just remind me, you gotta do stand-up because we go back 15 years. And I love when Kevin Hart gives me advice because he's the only guy looking up. You know what I mean? It's just so great. And I call him Rice Krispies because he's just always making snap, crackle, pop noises wherever he goes. He goes oh man, Ken, snap, crackle, pop, man. You gotta go back. You gotta go back and do stand-up, man. You're leaving millions on the table, man. Snap, crackle, pop, ping, pang, pow. Ping, pang, ping, pang, pow. You gotta do that. You gotta do stand-up and do it like this. And then you gotta do it like this. And then, man, you gotta you go like this. I gotta do it, man. Ping, pang, pow. It's like, oh, you are so cute. Of course I will do it for you. I will do you so cute. Come here, give me a hug. No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of people ask me, like, do you still practice medicine? I'm like, you know, why? Huh? <laughs> I mean, look at me, dude. Like, yeah, sure, I want to get sued every chance I get. Oh, at Kaiser, depositions were my jam. Yeah, sure, my wife's also a doctor. We, yeah, yeah, sure, we want to work every other week, every major holiday. We would never see each other. Sure, I want that lifestyle back. Yeah, sure, I want to voluntarily put my finger up the holes of every patient that I see. Willy, fucking nilly. Dude, I'm Hollywood, bitch. I got out of Shawshank, all right? West Side. But I will say shit doctors are afraid to say, all right? Just a couple of tips. Stop Googling your shit before you see the doctor. It never works. You know, I had a patient come up to me and patient was like, oh, I looked it up online. I have right-sided pain. It's an ovarian cyst. You're a dude, knock it off, all right? <laughs> Ladies, okay, get ready, all right? Ladies, when you see your doctor for a pap smear, all right, just with all due respect, okay? Make it presentable. That's all we're saying. Less Chewbacca, more Ewok, all right? We don't want that, that 70s show up in here. You don't want to have what we call a General Akbar situation from Star Wars Return of the Jedi. You know that fish mouth alien? That was named after a dank vajayjay. It was. Because when you put your speculum in, it goes, it's a trap. You don't want that. So to answer your question, no, I don't do medicine anymore. No, man, I've gotten to, I've gotten to meet everybody from the hangar. Really? I mean, literally, I've just got to meet everybody I've ever wanted to meet. I got to meet my favorite actor in the world, Tom Hanks. At the Golden Globes, that was amazing. He's my favorite actor in the world. And by the way, did you think that my voice as Mr. Chow was my real accent? Okay. <laughs> Tom Hanks, I met him. I said, hello. And Tom was like, really? You don't talk like that? I'm like, really? Fucking Forrest Gump? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Do you 
walk around carrying a box of fucking chocolates while talking to a Wilson volleyball, you castaway motherfucker. Got to meet presidents because of the hangover. I met Bill Clinton while we're doing hangover two. Bill Clinton, we were in Bangkok. Clinton was also in Bangkok doing God knows what. That's Slick Willie for you, you know what I mean? Slick Willie. If Obama's a high school principal, Bill Clinton is a PE coach slipping you some ganja going, don't tell anyone, okay? He's like. But he has the highest IQ of any modern day US president. He's a political genius. There is no one, there is no one more politically smart than Bill Clinton. He is so convincing. He is so charismatic. He is so engaging. I went to a fundraiser. He was so persuasive, I would suck his dick. I really would. Just give me a blue dress, I fucking dare you.